Sage, aka Sage Slays underscore on Instagram, and this is the very first episode of my brand new podcast, Sage Spills the Tea. I'm so excited to get into things that I love, like makeup, beauty, pop culture, current events, and just, you know, just talking and spilling tea, sis. And honestly, I want to put a spotlight on things that matter to me, like mental health, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ rights, women's rights, all, we want all the rights, sis. We don't want the left, we want the rights. But yeah, so for this first episode, sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea, and let's get into it. Okay, so for this first episode of Sage Spills the Tea, the first topic I want to get into is this season of Real Housewives of Potomac, which had their season finale this Sunday. And I want to get into the main focus of the season, which was the physical fight between Monique Samuels and Candace Dillard. Now, this fight was huge. It was the very first physical altercation ever on this franchise of Potomac. Um, I mean, if you have been watching reality TV for a long time like I have, then you know that this is definitely not the first physical fight on a reality show. But for this franchise, it was definitely a big deal. There has been a lot of close calls. There's been a lot of fingers in the face and a lot of insults. And I think even a knife got pulled once. But this was different and the show definitely focused on it immensely. It was pretty much the number one star of the show was this fight. Kind of to the point where you're like, okay, we get it. There was a, we get it. We, there was a fight. All right. What, what else is going on? But um, what really made me want to talk about this is because the aftermath of this fight brought about this conversation of... The responsibility of black women and how they act and how that affects other black women i was like whoa 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 wait hold up huh after this fight happened there was a specific scene that is embrained in my mind is embrained even a word am i just making up words it is um it is enmeshed is that better into my mind is the scene of the women The majority of the cast is getting together in this white, pristine living room and they're talking to Monique, who was the physical aggressor of the fight. She was the one who who made the first move in the fight. And they're telling her how disappointed they are in her and how they hate how she acted. They don't want to be around her anymore because she's dangerous. And uh, they say a lot about, you know, how does this make black women look you know as black women this is not okay and wait hold up isn't this just not okay because it's not okay for anyone to do it would be just as not okay if it was a white guy hitting another white guy it would be just as not okay if it was a latina woman hitting another latino it's just not okay period it doesn't make it more bad because it happens to be a black woman fighting another black woman i i was completely lost by that honestly as a viewer i was like huh now i am all about equality that is you know i learning as an adult that especially like now you know we still don't have equality for everyone is crazy to me how are women still not paid as much as men how are black women paid less than white women how are black men not getting as much opportunities like it's crazy to me to learn that but for me equality is making sure that everyone gets treated the same and i do feel like 
black women have such an immense crazy pressure it's kind of scary as a black woman because you feel like you have that pressure on you all the time a pressure to act strong a pressure to not mess up and the biggest part of equality is knowing that you get the right to mess up you get the right to be just as screwed up as anyone else in the world and still have just as much chance to be looked on with respect and to be looked on, um, you know, without having to worry about that. And the fact that it's a conversation of like, okay, you screwed up, so now we all look bad. It's crazy to me. And this episode, not this episode, sorry, this article that I saw um, on Vice, vice Vice.com, really put what I was feeling into words and it talks about how this is a classic example of respectability politics um and an amazing quote from this article is respectability politics places the blame for the denial of civil rights and basic human dignity on the people being oppressed instead of the oppressor which is where it belongs it makes individuals responsible for the perception of the entire group and sets us up so that anything bad that happens to us as a result of racism can be twisted to be viewed as our own fault. Now, that is such an important point of view because even if there is some crazy black woman, you know, and I'm not even because Monique Samuels is actually, if you look at her as an entire whole and not just in that moment, she's kind of you know, uh, uh, great. She, you know, she's a mom of, um, I think a mom of three. She has a husband. She's a sex, a successful woman. You know, she's not just someone who just gets into fights all the time, you know, but even if there was some black woman out there who just gets into fights and just gets up in people's faces and just, you know, does all these crazy things that does not give anyone the right to look at any black woman as that that does not give anyone the right to all of a sudden assume that craziness onto all black women because look at all the crazy white men out there sis i live in florida i should know there are a bunch of crazies in these streets does that make me look at the next white guy as any crazier no because that just doesn't happen and i feel like that conversation comes from this point of view that black women have to be twice as good to get half the respect. I don't have to have five college degrees and have to speak perfect English and have to be in a certain tax bracket to be given half the respect of someone of a different complexion as me. You know, being in a physical fight is wrong because you were in a physical fight. You hit someone, it's not okay because you hit someone, not because you are a black person hitting a black person, you know. Um, I do understand because there is the conversation to be had of, you know, the viewpoint of seeing, you know, how detrimental it can be for black women to be seen in positions that they're put in on reality TV. I get that because that same viewpoint is not translated to white women on reality TV. And it's kind of the same conversation to be had. We get to be ratchet. If, you know, you get to be a white woman who gets to act flat out drunk and crazy on reality TV and that does not affect how you are viewed as a white woman, 
then let a black woman do the same thing. I also felt like way too much pressure was placed on just Monique. You know, if this is really about how black women need to act and how we have to be represented and how it's not a good look for any of us, let's not just talk to one person who was a part of the fight. Let's talk to both. Let's talk to the one who was shouting insults and who was, you know, being antagonistic and was waving the knife around. And, you know, it's not okay for either of them to act like that. If that's your point, if the point is behavior and being held to a high standard, that's not the standard either. (laughs) And I feel like there was a lot of hypocrisy because a lot of the women on that show have not met that standard. You're holding Monique to a standard for black women that a lot of you guys have not held at certain points in time. And I'm definitely not saying, because I do feel like Housewives is good because um, the women on the show are, you know, they're not just on the show looking for fame. They're on the show promoting their businesses. They are mothers, they're wives. They are really well-rounded women who are intelligent. They hold conversation. They have good personality. They're charismatic. So these women are not just, you know, round the way girls, sis. They are really stand-up women. But if the conversation is about how black women should act, a lot of y'all have fallen short at one point in time. You know, Candace last season had, had, you know, thrown a knife at Ashley. That's not how black women should act. I think the only person on the show who has not acted like that is Wendy because this is her first season. Getting back into respectability politics, and by the way, the article that I had touched on in this podcast is called RHOP and the Hypocrisy of Your Behavior is Bad for Black Women and it's on Vice.com by Rachel Miller. But the issue with respectability politics, and you see this a lot, especially with police brutality cases where the victim gets blamed. Oh, well, if only he was not so dangerous looking. Maybe he was a drug dealer. He wasn't speaking properly. He looked whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You could be the most well-behaved. You could be the most polite. You could have the most money. You could be the... It doesn't matter. You would still be a victim of racism and of hatred by someone who is just a hateful racist. It does not matter. You deserve just as much respect, you know, being, you know, not being the the picture perfect black woman. And there's this ridiculous idea that as a black woman, you have to be so strong and so perfect and not mess up and be exceptional. You deserve just as much respect being unexceptional. You deserve just as much respect not being perfect and not knowing what to do with your life and not behaving perfectly. If I'm a black woman who fights and I get upset, that does not make me a fighting criminal, you know, because if a white woman fights and gets upset, that's not what it makes her. That's not what defines her. So that's not what should define any black woman, in my opinion. I mean, sis, if you out here fighting in these streets every day all the time, then sure, you're a fighter. But if you get to get upset as a a white woman and fight, and that's just a fight, and you just got upset, that's the case for me as well, sis. That's what equality is all about. 
Okay guys, before closing out the very first episode of Sage Spills the Tea, let me give you guys my favorite for this week and my least favorite for this week. First favorite this week has got to be Miss Dionne Warwick on Twitter. It's the best thing I never knew I needed, honestly. Like, finding out that Dionne Warwick is out here on Twitter asking Chance the Rapper why, if he's very obviously a rapper, does he have it in his stage name, or asking The Weeknd why his name is spelled incorrectly, it, it just gave me so much life this week. And for those of y'all asking, oh, who's Dionne Warwick, the audacity, like, uh, hello, say a little prayer for you, do you know the way to San Jose? Google is free, girl, get educated. Next favorite is actually a book of poetry. It's called A Rome Therapy, A Trip Through a Quarantine Mind, and you can find it at arome, A-R-O-M-E, therapy.com to purchase. Um, but honestly, this book is so special to me because one, it was written by a longtime friend of mine named Rome, and he is such a talented writer and poet. He sent me this book to read um, a few months ago, and I've been reading it over and over again since. Like, I've been reading my favorite poems, I've been reading certain lines that really touch me, I've been reading it through and through a few times. Like, it's just such a good book, honestly, and um, I had been wanting to talk about this on my socials for a minute. I've been wanting to talk about this for a hot minute, sis. So I'm glad that I can talk about it now on my podcast so I can really just tell you guys how awesome this book is. This book of poetry was such a great read. It flowed together so well. It takes you on a story throughout it so that it, everything flows together in such a great way. And the poems themselves that you're reading have such meaningful themes, you know, themes about race, about, you know, mental health, about struggling with certain things that really resonate with me and I feel like will resonate with anyone who wants to read this. Like I said before, you can check out this book at arometherapy.com, A-R-O-M-E therapy.com, or you can find Rome on Instagram at arome underscore therapy. Now for my least favorite of the week. I could have sworn it was a joke when I was seeing Colonel Sanders' Lifetime movie trending online, but it's real. They really made a seductive Lifetime movie about Colonel Sanders, the KFC guy. Really? It's starring Mario Lopez and it's called A Recipe for Seduction. It's airing tonight on Lifetime. So next week I will give you guys all the tea on how trashy this movie was. And you best believe I am not missing it, sis. It's so bad. I just, I have to watch it. I just, I don't apologize for liking trashy TV. It's one of my vices. Don't judge me. I cannot tell you how curious I am to find out whose idea this was. Like, who sat in the Lifetime board meeting and was like, guys, guys, we need a sexy Colonel Sanders movie. And we need Mario Lopez to play him. And we'll call it a recipe for seduction. Who constructed this? Like, I when I think of like fast food mascots who like you know I find attractive first of all none of them I don't I don't know what y'all are doing in your free time but I don't think about fast food mascots like that but if I were if I were to do that it, w it wouldn't be Colonel Sanders I mean Colonel Sanders kind of gives me plantation owner vibes and as a black person that kind of makes me a little bit nervous um but like if I had to choose like maybe like a Ronald McDonald you know a Burger King you know, do it your way. Like, you know, that's kind of cute, but like Colonel Sanders, but best believe I will be watching. <laughs> I will be watching and we can talk about it next week, you guys. All right, 
you guys that is it for the very first episode of sage spills the tea i am so excited to get this podcast started to get this episode published and to post new episodes every single week so stay tuned for that if i leave you guys with anything this week i would just say to make sure that outside forces do not affect your inner peace you have your own life you have your own dreams you have your own purpose do not let whatever is going on out there affect you have going on with you because that is sacred so keep that to yourself keep it close to your heart and keep pushing all right guys love you see you next week